0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile technology, this is your reality. At Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons, leveraging leading edge technology our procedure is safeguarded swift and tailored to your eye care needs say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at ficta.com at ficta Endel and elmer eye care we are focused on you
1: Stack the money as high as it comes. Put some in mutual funds. funds. Get your trust with the stocks and bonds. Building wealth for my son. My son. Gold bricks by the tons. Yeah. Equity, here we come. Ooh. Getting bread by the buns. Yeah. Power moves on the run. Ooh. This a different type of income. Uh. This a different type of income. Different. This a different type of income. Yeah. Get the honey flipped on. Flip. This a different type of income. Different. This is a different type of income. Ooh. This a different type of income. Yeah. Get your mind by the get some. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Jay Spence, the king, and it is Monday, November 13th. Good grief, where did the year go? Like, the year is completely gone, and we're already singing Christmas songs and uh, drinking eggnog. And my mom has me buying Grinch hoodies and t shirts for her. And, you know, it's just we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. But I'm not upset because Christmas is the best time of year. But In general, let's just say the holiday season is upon us, and tonight we got a special gift because our Buffalo Bills are facing off against the Denver Broncos at home Monday night football. Now, last few weeks, you know, really, I should say this whole season, we really haven't had great Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night football matchups, period. Primetime has not been good, in my opinion, but... It doesn't matter to me because my team is playing. The Buffalo Bills are playing tonight, Monday night football, five and four, hosting the three and five Denver Broncos, and it's a big game for us, regardless if if we want to admit this or not, regardless if uh, it's the Broncos and we say that they're not good and Russ can't cook and whatever, however you want to look at the Denver Broncos, I view this as a must-win game for the Buffalo Bills. So let's get into it. The Bills are determined, in my in my opinion, just listening to all of the pressers throughout the week, listening to uh, the differences in what they're saying they want to try to do and listening to Josh Allen talk. I think the Bills are determined this week to come out and shut Bills Mafia up completely. Shut me up. Shut up everybody else who's been talking on their podcasts or on their shows about offensive struggles. We're going to talk about, you know, in these pressers, I just feel like, they're tired of hearing the questions. Hey, Sean McDermott, are you going to fire Ken Dorsey? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? They're tired of it. So this is the perfect opportunity. This is the perfect opportunity on a national spotlight, prime time stage where they can get redemption to the loss of the Bengals in a way where it doesn't correct things, but it will make us forget that quickly that it seemed like the world was falling apart or that the sky was falling and that everything was on fire that the right now the Buffalo bills have been, they've been that meme where it has like the the little cartoon character sitting in the middle of the fire. And is like, this is fine. Everything is fine. That's the Buffalo bills right now. So the Broncos on the other hand, they're looking to build on some momentum. Their last game, they beat the Chiefs in a surprising, a surprising game. I, I believe they won uh, 24-9 to against the Chiefs. The Bills are coming off, like I said, that 24-18 to loss against the Bengals. DraftKings opened this up. The game opened up at a 7.5-point favorite for the Buffalo Bills against the Broncos. Uh, Buffalo opened at a pff, minus 375 for the money line, and Denver opened at a plus 295, which, which just means that, you know, everybody feels like the bills should win this game. The over under was set opening up at 47 points. Again, you want to always check before the game, you want to check throughout the day. That line can change for all of those things, for the spread, for the money line, for uh, the over under just based on a lot of different factors. Injury reports and um you know, just really how the money's flowing too. If if Vegas feels like too much money is going on the Bills, it might swing things a little bit closer for Denver or vice versa. So Keep a look throughout the day. Make sure you check out DraftKings Sportsbook prior to the game with enough time to make your bet. Um, But we got some good ones. There's some good bets that we can make, we're going to get to it. Uh, This is the the ESPN television crew. Monday Night Football, ESPN, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters. We know the crew. Uh, The weather should be, again, it's going to be a beautiful night for Buffalo in November. Supposed to be partly cloudy skies tonight. 38 degrees. Um, wind's not too crazy. 10 to 15 miles per hour. Kickoff is at 820. So again, is is the stage is set. Prime time. Let's get right into it. Every week this season, not every week, a lot of the weeks this season, I felt like a broken record. Right? Because, you know, we'll come out, the Bills will look the way that we feel that they should look. And then they have a game where they look. Absolutely nothing like what we feel that they should look. Uh, you know, we come out against the Jets. What the heck is wrong with Josh and our offense? Then we come out the next week. Oh, this is exactly what the bill should be. You know, this is this is what we've been going through the entire season, back and forth. Good game, bad game. Good game, bad game. Uh, we had a couple where we played Miami and we played uh Vegas. Strung a couple games together where we played well completely, but it seems more often than not, especially over the last month that the Buffalo bills have given us some stress as a fan base. When you're talking about how they're scoring points, um, maintaining, you know, everything that everybody is telling us like this offense is still top three or top five in the league statistically. And Josh is leading the league in touchdowns overall and uh, just all of, all of whatever. Right. I get it. However, the issue, is, <laughs> the issue is, regardless of all the stats, regardless of all of that, the Buffalo Bills could be in a far worse place this season if there was a couple plays that went differently. So you look at this game, they're favored by more than the touchdown. It's clear we're supposed to win. But the perspective that I've gotten this season from the team, listen, I thought the Bills should have beat the Patriots by two scores. I thought, The Bills should have beat the Patriots by two scores. Baker Mayfield, everybody knows how I joke and how I I hate on Baker uh, for his career. He's he's doing pretty good this year, so I'm not going to go too far, but I joke about him. He could have left Orchard Park with a win if Chris Godwin had just tracked the ball a little bit better. Then you talk about the Giants game. Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) Get it. Granted, at the end of the game or at the end of the day, you look at the score and we only held them to nine points. So I can't complain about that. However, had the referees made that pass interference call on Taryn Johnson uh, versus, uh, I think it was Darren Waller, that game could have been differently. It could have gone completely different. That's, that's an issue for me. So again, when people tell me that the offense is fine because of stats and metrics, I get it. But there is just something about the eye test that doesn't quite meet the mark for me. Bruce and I talked about this on the Hump Day Hotline this past Wednesday. When you go back and you look, since 2020, when when Josh came out and Joe started talking about Wildest Dreams Land, that was the first year I was doing the pod. That was, uh, I think, his second year. But the offense came out of nowhere. And nobody anticipated for that year to see Josh Allen, even after we traded for Diggs. Nobody thought that we would look like that. But the Bills have been one of the most efficient, high-powered offenses in the league since 2020. Every play, you never questioned on third down if we would convert because you just knew at the end of it, when you saw Josh Allen winding up to throw, you knew Beasley was going to be on the other end, wide open by four or five yards, and he was going to catch it, go down for a first down, or get some yak. Or you knew Diggs was going to make a play. Depending on the year, it was either Smoke or Emmanuel Sanders. You knew Knox was going to do something, but you just knew, or you knew Josh was going to run somebody over. You knew it. And now you look at this, and it's like the stats are there. They're, they are there. You compare Allen's numbers to every other quarterbacks in the league, and they're there. Diggs is at the top of every receiving category. He's there. Listen, James Cook, we have a running back in the top 10 in rushing yards coming into this week for years now since we've had josh allen i've been complaining that we don't have a run game to to complement josh allen now we have a running back in the top 10. the offense has scored the most touchdowns in the league second only to the dolphins so if, if these stats are there and if that's how it if that's the truth why have there have why have there been so many questions about if McDermott's gonna fire Dorsey? Or why is there questions about if if McDermott is on the hot seat? Why are there questions about Josh Allen's decision making or um j- just in why are these questions? Why are they there? Because it feels to me that a lot of the fan base or a good portion of the fan base is starting to lose trust in the process that Sean McDermott has been preaching since he got here. And the defense isn't, you know, they're not without blame. The defense is not without blame. But on one hand, I can I can kind of, I can look at the defense and say, it's not that bad because when you're missing two all-pro players and you're missing another player that could have and should have been all-pro this season had he not been injured in Daquan Jones, you understand you can't replace that type of talent. All-pro level talent is just not easily replaced. It's a clear difference, though, in the performance of the of the defense prior to the injuries and after. And listen, I hear everybody's complaints about about the safeties getting older. I hear everybody's complaints about um, you know bringing in Josh Norman as an as an aging cornerback to try and uh, shore up some of the holes that were left with Trey being out and you know Benford being injured and all these other things. I get it. I like the trade a lot better. I love the trade a lot better. Brandon Bean is, he's trying with everything that he has. I will tell you what I would like to see tonight, though. I would like to see Leonard Fournette in this offense today. Not to take anything away from James Cook. I just mentioned he's top 10 in rushing yards. I would like to see Leonard Fournette play in primetime in a Buffalo Bills uniform today. Tonight. But like I said, the offense, the offense has been my issue. I understand that the defense, again, I just talked about how you you miss all that talent and they haven't been able to do things, but the defense, you don't expect them to perform the same when you're missing three of your best players. Just like if Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs were out on offense, you wouldn't expect the offense to perform at the highest level. But the thing is the injuries on defense have nothing to do. Well, that's, That's not entirely true. They do have something to do with the offense. When the defense isn't getting turnovers and they're not giving you short fields. Remember a couple of years ago when I talked about why Andre Roberts was one of my favorite special teams players of all time? It was because he started that year, especially 2020, that we talk about the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills started with short field position, typically every single drive. He averaged on kickoff returns. The Bills were starting at the 35-yard line versus the 25, like most teams. Punt returns, positive yardage, starting closer to the 50 than most teams that year because Andre—now, a lot of people complain because he wasn't—he didn't run him back for touchdowns. I get that, and that's perfectly fine that you want touchdowns for for these— but but guess what? You look around the league, and you might catch one a week, maybe— But a punt and kickoff return are not common plays for touchdowns. The job is to get your team in position to win the field position battle. We haven't been doing that as often this year as we have in years past. And I think that's a big part of it. We ignore special teams. We ignore just all of these little things. And then last week against the Bengals, the time of possession was embarrassing. 23 minutes to 26 for the Bengals. That can't happen against the Broncos. That can't happen. So let me get right into it. My, my quick three thoughts. You know how I always give you three bullet points, and, and we talk about what I feel like um, I'm going to pay attention to, or I think um, teams need to kind of, I think the bill should focus or whatever. Every week, my first point always talks about Josh Allen. And what, what I'm calling this one here is I want that old thing back. If you listen to Jay-Z, you know I want that old thing back. <laughs> I want it. I need Josh Allen to to be who I've grown to love as Josh Allen. And I know it's a completely different team with a completely different offensive coordinator. But how can you really be upset with me or blame me for wanting to see the version of Josh Allen that was in Kansas City after he threw those touchdowns to Gabe Davis on the sideline, fired up? or or i want to see the josh. remember on thanksgiving against dallas when he almost got stopped on that quarterback sneak and then he bust through the line and was just fired up afterwards doesn't seem like josh is being that guy this season. and i know he he did a presser one time and he said he's trying to uh figure out the difference between like the efficient low and the high the sugar high josh or whatever. listen, give me sugar high josh 10 times out of 10. Because there's no, it's not that there's no energy, but we're missing that energy. In weeks past, not just myself, but I've mentioned it, other analysts and and content creators and, uh, you know, all all of these people who cover the team have mentioned it. The lack of design runs are a factor. But it's also Josh not executing the plays that Ken Dorsey has drawn up that's a factor too. Josh has to catch the reads. He you know, we're we're so used to now seeing him uh you know make difficult throws look easy that we're forgetting that the easy throws have to be easy too and he's just not connecting on the easy throws. Give me Sugar High Josh back. Because that's what made him great. If he's missing on this easy stuff, get him back in the space to where he feels comfortable in the game. He's a gunslinger, a gunslinger that loves to run people over. That's who Josh is. Now, we don't want him taking those hits. We don't want him getting injured. But it doesn't mean to take everything away from him that made him stand out from the rest of the quarterbacks in the league in the first place. Khalil Shakir is hooping. Dalton Kincaid is hooping. And for those that don't quite get that lingo, it just means look, they're they're ball they're playing very well. These two two young these two young offensive role players. Kincaid is more than a role player, but at this point as a rookie, they're they're getting him there. He should be wide receiver two, in my opinion. I think I think Gabe Davis should be the wide, He should be looked at as wide receiver three. I want. Stefan Diggs getting the most targets I want Kincaid getting the second most And then everybody else So if you're going to put Gabe Davis in that third spot That's fine for me But if Davis and, and Shakir Would rotate between productive days I'm cool with that But I like everything that I'm seeing out of Kincaid I like everything that I'm seeing out of Shakir Production behind Diggs When those two are on is starting to look like what Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders did. And then if Davis can get more involved, the offense can take advantage of the opportunity. So that's what I'm looking for when it comes to Josh, is getting Josh back into a place where he's being Josh. I don't want the, the low, efficient Josh. His numbers are showing that he's leading the league in, in completion percentage and most touchdowns. But again, like I mentioned earlier, something's missing. I want to I bring that back. My second point, let's flip to the other quarterback. Don't let Russ cook. Let's cook Russ instead. The Buffalo Bills have not, over the last few weeks, that the pressure on the quarterback, sacks on the quarterback, just have not been there. Last week, we had one sack for the entire game. Greg Rousseau is is dealing with a foot injury, but he hasn't had a sack in four games. Vaughn coming back from an injury, he isn't quite himself yet, but he hasn't logged one since he's been back. So we have to figure out how to put pressure because you can't, you, you can't. As, as bad as you all think Russell Wilson has been playing, you cannot allow Russell Wilson to just sit back there and pick you apart because he will. Bruce Bruce talked about it on the Hump Day Hotline. He talked about how Russell Wilson still to this day has one of the prettiest deep balls of all, like to, to watch him throw a 40-yard bomb It's just one of the most beautiful rainbows you'll see in football. And I tell you, he hasn't looked great, but he has not been as bad as you think. Last week, you look at the stats and it's like, oh, he only threw for 114 yards against the the Chiefs. But guess what? He threw three touchdowns and no interceptions. And for the year, he has 16 touchdowns to four interceptions with a quarterback rating of 101.7 for the year. So while you can talk about him being wildly inconsistent, I can also show you big moments where he's shown up and he's thrown three touchdowns and no interceptions. Or he's thrown for 300 yards against the commanders. Again, it's the commanders. And I understand that they're not playing well either. But to win a game in the league, he did what he had to do that week. And the Broncos offensive line is a strength. They have two guys guys on the offensive line that should be Pro Bowl players. Two of them. I need to see Ed Oliver, Groot, and Miller make them look pedestrian. I need to see them look pedestrian. The last point is complementary football. That's what Coach has been talking about all week, right? Is this real talk or coach talk? I happen to think it's real talk. Coach McDermott has been talking about how the Bills need to do better at playing complementary football and seem to strike a nerve and it and i get it it should in on one hand because it seems like man you keep talking about what we need to do just go do it and you say the same stuff every week in the presser but in simplest terms all he's saying is that look the offense has to play well the defense has to play well and so do special teams and if special teams isn't playing well then the defense and the offense has to complement them and pick them up if the defense isn't playing well then the offense and the special team and so on you get the point Some weeks the defense hasn't played well, and other weeks it's been the offense. The the thing that I want to focus on here is the untimely penalties as well, on whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. How many times this season have we had a big run that's been called back because of a a penalty? Uh, A big run on special teams. uh, uh, Deontay Hardy, I'm going to tell you, the guy is shifty. I like him. I like him. But how many times have we seen him do something and then get called back? Or how many times have, now I love Josh and I love the point. I think it was the most, agree. I think it was one of the worst calls that can be made in the NFL to, to call taunting on him running into the end zone, pointing at a player. I think the NFL is, has to do better with this, man. Like, But that's not the point. The point here is we have to know that the NFL is being like this with these calls. We cannot put the game in the referees' hands. So tonight, I'm looking for smart football with minimal mistakes. Flag star drives at the worst times. We're not we're not converting on third down like we want to. We're still doing okay, but not like we want to. There's been way more punts this season in the first three quarters of each game than Bills fans want to that than we want to see. This is a game that the Bills need to see themselves execute and know that they are going to come out and perform the way that they're supposed to. So with that being said, all this talk, all my rambling, I'm going to go with a score prediction of 31 to 23 with Buffalo beating the Broncos. After it's all said and done, I I still think we win. I think we put up the points, but I still think we miss Daquan Jones and Matt Milano in the run game. I think Denver's going to be able to run a little bit. And I know he hasn't been anything close to a top quarterback, but I think Russell Wilson still going to be able to move the ball. I think Jerry Judy is going to give you know, our cornerback some problems. I think I think Cortland Sutton's going to give us some problems. But the Bills have to win this game heading into a big rematch against the Jets after dropping that week one game. We have to beat the Jets next week. I don't want to look forward. I don't want to look ahead. But I'm saying that to say today's game is a big deal. We need momentum going into that game. Now, before I get into my King's Ransom same-game parlay, I have a very special interview with my guy, Stevie Johnson. Everybody knows him. So tonight, he is the legend of the game. He is uh, The Buffalo Bills are honoring him as the legend of the game. We're going to be giving away a Stevie Johnson jersey at halftime. So Stevie's going to come in and talk to us a little bit about what he got going on and how he feels the game is going tonight, and, uh, and then we're going to get into the King's Ransom same-game parlay. Let's get to it. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So, you know, that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso'sPizza.net. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got the legend. I got the legend of the game for tonight. I got the... Y'all know who he is. I don't even really need to give an introduction to the one and the only Stevie Johnson, number 13, former Buffalo Bill. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? Good to be on. Good to be on with you. Yeah, every time. It's been a pleasure. It's my second time being able to talk to you, man. And I mean, you already know. I'm I'm sure you've seen as many times as I've said it. You're probably my favorite, if not. I think Diggs might be kind of... Inching up there now, but you've been my favorite receiver for the Bills since I can't really since um since I started loving the game. I didn't love it as a kid the way I do now, but you you've been that guy for me, so I appreciate you taking the time. And like I said, you're a legend, legend of the game tonight, man. Um, what's that like for you? This ain't this ain't your first time doing it. What's it like for you to to have that experience?
0: It's a it's actually a special experience, man, because it's like an opportunity at the Buffalo Bills organization. You know, bestow on their uh, their past players that put that sacrifice, that blood, sweat, and tears, and and you know, creating what what I provided for you. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, like we showed you passion. You know, so I think it's just a spark of of what we can provide as retired players now. You know, we can't really do much for the team now. You know, aside from giving mentorship and um, providing sparks like this, and what the Bills are doing is pretty cool with having a legend of the game. And having the, um, you know, the whole festivities that go along with it.
1: I think it's cool on on a couple couple reasons. One, I think it's cool because obviously the fans love you, you know, so it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we get to see Stevie again. And you're so present anyway, but still, it's like we get to see Stevie. But then on the flip for you, man, it's like, I I don't know, I guess in my mind, I couldn't imagine, um, you know, putting like you mentioned everything you got into the game and then now. You know, you retire, and then years later, you still get the love from the team and the fan base. Like, you're acknowledged as one of the greatest ever to play for this team. Like, just hearing that, how does that make you – you know, does that give you goosebumps still? Word,
0: for sure. That's that's special because I just think about when I was younger. You feel me? Like, I didn't have – I had no thoughts about, you know, the East Coast or being, you know, beloved Mm -hmm. like how I am. You know, I just – I just knew I was different and I wanted to spread, you know, who I was to others because there's probably more like me. You feel me? So um, with the opportunities that I've, I've had with the bills, they've given me these, these, these times and these moments to spend with the community and I can spread, you know, my vibes, my sparks to others, you know, uh, through like the books that we have throughout through the events that we've had, like put on basketball tournaments, um, putting on the foot the football games. It's like it's just showing others that yeah, okay, we can we can come together with other businesses and create events and 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 provide another a stronger together uh community, you know, and it all came from, you know, the football. You know, football is what it is. So I appreciate it all, you
1: know. Yeah, and and I think that's one of the things outside of you being a legend on it on the field, I think that's one of the things that I love the most is that you know, while you were on the field, but even after that, you made Buffalo feel cool. Like, you know, like before before we got digs there and before Josh, you know, and all the fun is like, oh, we had Steve. You know, what I mean, And you made it feel cool. Um, yeah. and, and you're right. You do a lot in the community. You you mentioned the basketball tournament. I know um, Buff fan base has, has kind of teamed with you. And I know <laughs> the Mafia Babes have teamed with you. I feel like everybody's teamed with you on something. What do you got going on right now in the community that you kind of want to highlight?
0: Oh, yeah, we got the, like I said, the Turkey Bowl. The Bills, you know, they, they looked out for me and let me get the grass field. And we got the Turkey Bowl going on with uh, Buffalo AF uh, versus our club HBHF uh, Exposure Academy team. It's a charity game. And it's the first annual, you know, so we're looking to do more, you know. Like I said, every time Bills bless me with something in the city, I get out in the community and do more there. So, um, you know, it worked out well, just like this connection with us.
1: Yeah, because, and and so for everybody listening, I actually reached out uh, to Stevie to do this without even knowing that he was going to be the legend of the game, being featured for the, so it actually just works. We wanted to give away a jersey, and I kind of just wanted to highlight him because I, I, again, I I mentioned he's one of my favorite receivers, so I just always think, you know, when you have big moments and and the conversation is circled around offense and receivers, I think, you know, it's kind of best to go ahead and, and talk to the legends that that you appreciate in that, in that area. So yeah. it, speaking of that, man, you, 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 again, you keep, I keep talking about how you just had this connection to Buffalo and connection to the the fan base. It, look, man, it was one of the most special things in the world. I think out of any team and any fan base that you can kind of look at the connection that you have to Bill's mafia, Um, you were a huge part of, of, you know, the creation of the Bill's mafia and it kind of started. So like, you know, the interaction between you and Dale Reed kind of, jump-started what what he Leslie and Bree kind of got going and yeah. now you fast forward a few years later and now Dale is Buffalo Bills fan of the year man yeah. like to see that come full circle for you like just oh, cool. to, again because it's like to me I, I feel like Dale Reed being fan of the year is Dale Reed but I feel like Bills Mafia right. is the fan of the year this year right so, like for you how, like how does it feel seeing all of that come full circle and then did you have any part kind of in helping make this happen Man,
0: oh, it's it's like I can answer it so many ways. I'll, I'll give a couple of ways. Like one is like a, a less humble way. It seemed like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll go that way first, you know. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like whatever I was involved with, whether it's good or bad, it turned into gold, you know. Whoever was around with it and involved in this, it, it, all, it all blew up, you know, because Dale came to us or, or the whole crew came to us in training camp. And it was me, uh, Freddie, Nick Barnett, Fitz, you know, Kyle. Um, and, and you know, we built relationships with them. I obviously built more relationships with them because I was more interactive. You know, I, I had a mindset to be more interactive with the fans than, you know, than the other guys. They were a little bit older. Um, but, yeah, so we ended up building a relationship. And Bill's Mafia was created then. And then we was talking about, hey, put, make, a, make a, a Twitter account, you know, uh, put something together so the community could be there. And then. It ended up being created and it so it was being going it was going on before you know it blew up. And then you know, when it blew up, what happened? It was the Pittsburgh game. That was something that bad that happened, and yet it still blew up into something that was it even it even made Bill's Mafia even more than what it what we thought it was. You know what I'm saying? Um it unified everybody, the community. And it was just like it's just crazy. And then seeing it now to see it for, for like people around the world to represent Bill's Mafia, they don't, some of them don't know the origin story of it, but they represent yeah. it so proudly. And that's pretty cool though, you know, because, you know, it's more, to, it's so much more to it. Just like the city of Buffalo is like, yeah, it's Buffalo, it's cold out there. But then when you go there, it's like, dang, it's so much more to it though, you know? And and, that, and that's, the, that's how special it is, you know? So that's one way I can answer it, you know, in like a less humble way, you know? Um, another way is, is is beautiful because Dale, we know what he's done with his just just him personally with his with his group and what he'd done with his team um i had the honor to bring my exposure academy kids over to his uh 26 shirts company and he showed me like everything that from his his whole crew where they came from working with other companies and how they how they feel working with 26 shirts now is is just is special you know it's so blue collar and um and everything that he does he's giving it back to the community you know all the millions the, the the money that he made everything is always mm-hmm. for somebody else and he's always pushing it to somebody somebody else so like you said the fan of the year was Dale but it's like Bill's mafia the whole community won fan of the year uh this year so it's pretty sweet
1: yeah no i love that man and then and then to add to it man again you you just you just you're part of the dna of those mafia now this year you released a, a new anthem and we got several anthems obviously Benny the Butcher and you know I can name probably yeah. 50 people but but now we have one from one of the legends man how did that come about man I think that's dope
0: yeah so shout out Kulu Kulu Jr he's the he the man that orchestrated everything um he he was adamant about getting with me and and persistent too you know, like we be having a lot going on and then to stop and, you know, make make some music. You know, that's not my lane, but it's, it's something that I enjoy. And, you know, and like me being me, I'm going to try it, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't trying to step on no toes or nothing, but Kulu had a good idea. And, you know, he brought, he sent me the beat. And, you know, I, I sent him something back. We adjusted some words to make it more classic and, um, and timeless. And, um, yeah, it came together real, real smooth. So, you no know, props to Kulu it was it was all it was all him and him orchestrating that that track
1: no and I love that man and it's and it's not about stepping on toes man it's enough it's enough in this lane for everybody man it's not like one anthem that's you know what I mean like yeah. Bill's Mafia and and the spirit of the fan base is bigger than just saying like one person can rap about it so it's okay Work. it's okay Work. And uh, so look, well, let's talk a little football before I get you out of here. I don't want to take up too much time, but um yeah. hey, over wait, the summer, before
0: we go past that. Like I was just I was just watching the uh We Are the World with my daughter. She heavy in the music like that, like she can yeah. sing. And I'm like, like, we should have a Buffalo anthem with all of us. You feel me? Throw it throw yeah. a long, long clip and put something together, that'll be
1: fine. And you know what? But to see the, the, and I can't I don't want to say the problem with that, because it's not a problem doing it the problem comes up where everybody feels like they have to be the main feature. Like everybody yeah. got to be the guy. And it's yeah. like, yo, let's just make bills. My fi-. Like at some point, it, this is my train of thinking about more than just music and stuff too, though. It's like, at some point, man, let's just, if you get together and make something great, it's like, it don't matter who, everybody. you know, what label it was under or what it don't matter what network it was on. It's like, yo, I was a part of this and it was awesome. Right. That's what we need to get. That's where we need right, to get. Right. Exactly. But, it, it'll get there. a, it will, it will, because you know what, Buffalo, I feel like we just take some time to get there most times, but then we eventually get there and then it gets great. So I'm just waiting for for that unity to come in that way. But let's talk some football real quick and get you out of here, man. Over the summer, you, you were, you actually, me and you talked a little bit on Twitter about, um, you thought that, if the Bills were going to do anything about wide receiver, you thought that they should have actually took a look at Jerry Judy this season. He took some criticism from some guys, you know, Steve Smith kind of was tough on him and, and all this other stuff, but I still think that he's a pretty good receiver. Uh, what do you think the Bills defense is going to have to do to kind of contain these guys? Cause I, again, Russell Wilson gets a lot of flack too, but he really ain't been playing horribly. He just ain't been playing great. What we yeah. got to do.
0: Yes. Uh, so when, when we was talking about the Judy, it was, I think what was that before, was it before draft or no?
1: I believe it was, it was, I believe it was, it was before the draft. It was yeah, before draft.
0: So, so that, that was in a sense of, you know, stress going on in Denver is looking like, you know, a young guy, he's healthy, you know, another situation that could possibly, possibly be like digs, you know, just not at digs level, you know, where we get a, a a top athlete and we can throw him in the mix with, with digs and the game, um, and we had uh Cook, we we had Cook. And I'm like, okay, I still wanted one to tight end. We you know I still wanted a tight end, but I think he would have helped uh take some pressure off, you know. Um, so that was the thoughts thought with him. Um then we ended up getting Kincaid, which was great, excellent pickup. And um yeah. offense, I still think our offense is cool. You know, we gotta we it's cool. It, I think it's cool. We're getting the ball out. We trying to, we're trying to get it there. Um we'll be more Rugged in um, street ball when, when we need to be, you know, we figuring it out. Um, defense, see, defense is tricky, you know, because I'm going to just start off by saying with Vaughn. I don't think Vaughn should play right now. Maybe I think we should probably save him just for those moments when we need him in the playoffs. Let's get him in there fresh to do something, you know but I don't think we should put him in now because it kind of turns our defense into something else, or maybe it's not just him, but it's just the strategy that the defense has because you, it looked like we got like two linebackers in the back or two hybrid players in the back, but it's, it leaves a lot of space and it's And it gives, it puts a lot of stress on the athletes to, you know, run with an athlete for four seconds or so, you know, mm-hmm. It, this league is tough. Like, we played against a team that's a, pl- a, a playoff team. Well, damn near every team in the league is a playoff team in a sense. But that was an established team. And you can see we still was getting some pressure. Burroughs, are mm-hmm. gr- great. He got out the way. And they made plays. But when you got a defense that's kind of not bracketing or in the bu- – you know what I'm saying? It's kind mm-hmm. of difficult to explain without, like, having a board or something and having plays to see. But – um yeah, I just think maybe we should switch up a, a scheme or something, make it like a three, four or something instead of four down or four people coming to, coming down and two in behind. I don't do all the extra old stuff, you know what I'm saying? I just get open mm-hmm. and shit, you know?
1: Right, now, <laughs> Man,
0: like we, we can see it there. It's like, it's just too much time. When If, if a quarterback get a couple extra, um, extra seconds, everything's dang there broken down because you gotta be perfect. And then you can't hold mm-hmm. people and be too aggressive in this game because they go call a flag or whatever. You know, it is what it is. But we just need more help out there, you know, more help out there, I'll say.
1: Man, there's too many flags this season. I mean, we, yeah. I'm not even going to bring – we don't have to start that conversation, but – It's too many flags. And I agree with you about Vaughn. My thing about Vaughn was that I thought, I I get it, he's he's a superhuman, you know, he's a super athlete, and a lot of these guys are. I get it. Technology is a lot better. Medicine is a lot better. But to me, take a full year to heal from that ACL tear, man. Like, it was last year on Thanksgiving. To me, I didn't want to see him until after Thanksgiving this year. Like, you know, that's right before the playoffs. But I feel you, man. But look, again, I appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. Tonight is going to be a great—listen, Monday Night Football, everybody enjoy it. If you're going to the game, make the make the loudest noise you can when my man Stevie comes out and and introduces like we do it. And, uh, hey, it's going to be a good time, man. You got anything you want to plug before you get out of here?
0: Yeah, man. It's, it's We back on track Monday night. You know, it's it's live. It's, it's a party back at Highmark, you know. I'm looking forward to being out there and feeling the vibes. I got the family coming. They looking forward to feeling the vibes. We gonna be in that blue, looking icy. You know, we 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 <laughs> own it. We're good, we gonna turn it up.
1: And You know, I love the the all blue or the all whites. I mean, I, really, I love the, our uniforms. Period. But when they all blue like that or all white, man, yo, every time, I, I just feel like they they dress they dress to win. They are ready to work. So, I'm
0: yeah, put that suit on. I yeah, see that bucket yeah. in the back too. That's that's the one you probably have to rock.
1: Oh yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm. A, I'm gonna throw that on for that. I, yeah. It was either gonna be. It was either gonna be my um my, my planes joint or the or the bucket joint. I think it's gonna be the bucket one. I'm gonna go full McDermott. I'm going to go yeah. full McDermott. Yeah. So, buddy. but yo, I appreciate you, boss. Let me let you again. I don't want to take your time. I, I talk to you all day. I just Word don't want to take your time.
0: Word up. All good, brother. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So again, do you have anything you want to uh to highlight one more time or plug anything with your charity or anything? Or are we straight?
0: Uh, Nah, yeah, man. You know, Exposure Academy is what we're doing it for, for the future of student athletes and entrepreneurs. And my last thing is to handle biz, have fun, and repeat. That's for everybody to, you know, take in as personal mentors. Handle biz, have fun, repeat.
1: And yo, go follow Stevie on all the socials, man. He's a great follow. I mean, for several reasons, but he's a great follow. He's interactive. He will speak to you as fans. He will he will come back with some knowledge. He'll come back with some love, and literally nine times out of ten, it's love unless you step out of pocket first. So go show my man Stevie some love, and uh, hey, tonight go Bills, y'all.
0: Word up, go Bills forever.
1: It's time for the Kings ransom same game parlay segment presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's make some money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk.
0: Here comes the money.
1: Now y'all know what that means when y'all hear that and y'all hear the ching chings and the money things going on. Now I know it is time for the King's Ransom Same Game Parlay presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And every week when I do the uh, pre-games rumbling show, man, I try to bring y'all a, a parlay that can help put some extra money into your pockets. And I think we've been doing pretty good. I think uh, now obviously last week with the loss, I'm sorry, I, I messed y'all up. I apologize. But My track record for the season were pretty good. I got a a 6-2 record right now for the same game parlays for the Bills games for the season. So I think I'm doing okay. But I do have to let you know this is not guaranteed money. There's no guarantee that this is going to hit. But like I said, I think I do pretty well. I think I know my team a little bit. So let's check this out. Plus 355 for plus 355. What that means is if you bet hundred bucks, you're going to win 355. So you'll get back a total of 455 if you bet a hundred and this hits. So we're going to start off with Josh Allen over one and a half passing touchdowns. So as long as Josh gets two touchdowns here tonight, passing, we're going to be good to go. Gabriel Davis, 37 and a half receiving yards over. I'm adding this leg because Gabe Davis hasn't been as present. This last last game, he had two targets, zero receptions, zero yards. He's going to have a big bounce back game. Josh is going to look to get him involved early. I think this one is like almost a no-brainer. It's almost a no-brainer. Then we're talking about Tyler Bass, over one and a half field goals made. In a perfect world, the Buffalo Bills are going to score on every damn drive, right? A touchdown. That's a perfect world, but we haven't been perfect this season. We haven't been perfect. So I think the offense is we to I think we're going to fix some things. I think the offense is going to look good. We're going to score the ball. But I also think that we're going to get at least two field goals out of Tyler Bass here tonight. So if you get that over one and a half field goals from Tyler Bass, over 37 and a half receiving yards for Gabe Davis, and over one and a half passing touchdowns for Josh Allen, plus 335 are your betting odds for that parlay. And I'm going to tell you what, the Kings ransom is going to bring you a ransom if you go ahead and drop that bread on it. This is what we do. We are going to make you that bread. Let's get it. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 HopeNY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources.